Hey, rock stars, I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast. We're high-performance coaches that help service-based professionals and entrepreneurs take their skills to the next level. 70% of entrepreneurs fail, which is why every week we have real talk with real entrepreneurs to help ensure you are not one of them. We're also the inventors of the Be Rich Mindset. Where we rise to mastery, inspire greatness, celebrate knowledge, and help others along the way. So join us in the lab. And now, on to the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the lab. I'm JB. I'm the doctor. For all of our returning listeners and viewers, thank you so much for joining us again. If you are new to the podcast or the YouTube channel, welcome. This is a conversation we have every week with real professionals, whether it's just ourselves or some of our special guests, where we try to give you the best impact and insight possible so you can level up your business. So if you haven't already, go ahead, give us a like, a subscribe, a follow, so we can help impact even more people moving forward. Push all them buttons. That's it. That's it. So, Doc, what's new, man? What's been going on? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is, actually. I'm going with. Gorgeous. It is actually very beautiful outside. I want to actually say goodbye to you guys. Go outside. You might not notice I'm here or not. So if I disappear at any moment, it's because I'm going outside. It's beautiful. The weather is a weird topic to talk about on a podcast because who knows when we're listening to this. But it is at that time of year. We're moving into the start of Q4 here where South Florida actually becomes bearable again. You're out of the worst of the heat, and it's so, so nice. It's getting dark again early. I don't like that part. So I want to go take the sun while I can get it. See you guys later. Have a good day. All right. Well, All right, we're, we're done with you anyways. You've talked stay. as much as you ever do on a podcast. So we're good. <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, I'm pumped. We've got somebody joining us here today that I have come to know a little bit, and he's absolutely awesome. We've got Jonathan Vega of One Sotheby's international realty joining us jonathan welcome hey thanks for having me thank you so much thank you thank you so much for having me guys i'm excited to be here yeah you're, you're welcome man and uh do us a favor or our audience a favor really just kind of share a little bit about who you are as a as a real estate agent and and kind of what you're about so they can get a better feel for you for sure so my name is jonathan vega i work with one southern international realty out of four Gables, florida uh, I am a, a top producing agent. I uh, was ranked top 1.49% of realtors nationwide. Um, and uh, Brooklyn Mag put me at top 20 under 40 professionals. Um, and I think it had a lot to do, those things had a lot to do with my social media and, you know, my creativity and my uh, unorthodox thinking and methods of selling real estate. So uh, I'm sure we'll get into that in this video, but. Uh, I like to have fun. I like to be different. And, and, and I think that's kind of how I've gotten to where I am uh, in the business. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I'm going to, I'm going to highlight something there. 1.49% out of like 1.6 million licensed agents, right? Yeah. 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 A lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Impressive, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. It's been, it's, you know, it's, it's only, been, it's been a dream come true for that. I always, I was always you know. dreaming that. So you know it's a good number when there's a point in there somewhere. Yeah, right. Point, point, point percentage. <laughs> One point. And it's only it's only taken you like 30 years to do it, right? You're like 50, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm 55. <laughs> I got 10 kids. You know, it's yeah. But it's not it's not 1.5. It's funny how they did 1.49. I'm like, why 1.49? Why not 1.5? Yeah. But 
That, that's cool. And so for all our listeners, by the way, Jonathan is definitely not 50 years old. Uh, I think you're a little closer to 20 than 50 if I had a guess, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm 25. I'm 25. Yeah. So, so you've done this quick. You've done this real fast. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it depends on who you're asking. I mean, I've been, I've been in the business about, let's say, eight years almost. Um, I started right out of high school. So I started right – I say seven to eight years, something like that. I started when I was 18. Um, 18 years old, right out of high school. I worked as an assistant to a top agent in my company for about three years. And, um, and then afterwards I worked on a team for a year. And then now, I've, since then, I've, I've been building my team and, and my, uh, my brand. So it's been fun. Man, that's, uh, the, the cool thing about that is, you know, you're nearly a decade in experience wise, but you're, on, you're only 25. And it just goes to show how much we can accomplish if we start something early and, and get running on it early. Did you know you wanted to be a real estate agent? I mean, was this something like, hey, I'm 16. This is this is definitely what I'm going to be doing in my life or what, what's up, man? No, I mean, it wasn't ever a thought, honestly. Like as a kid, I remember I was always looking out like the car window on the way to school with my mom. I'd always be like, that's going to be my house. That's going to be my lot. I'm going to build my mansion on that house. Like I had always like dreamed like that and always like loved homes. It was always something that I loved. Uh, but I never thought of selling homes, right? I never even kind of knew that was a thing. Um, I, I just got into it because I was tutoring kids in high school. And uh, one of the parents of the kids that I was tutoring happened to be a real estate agent right when I graduated high school. Uh, you know, I, I was going to go away to UCF college out of, out of, out of you know, away from home. But I ended up staying and I told her, hey, I'm staying. And she said, hey, come work with me. And, and now fast forward. I got into the business. I learned that I loved it. And what I loved about it was that I could really be myself and be creative and do different things. And I could get business and make money doing that. So that was really like the whole thought process with it. And, and, and I, I, I just, I saw, I always knew that I wasn't going to work for somebody. Like I was never a nine to five person. I knew that from the day I was like from a, as a little kid, I always knew I was going to have my own business. I was going to run my own thing. And then I was going to work for myself. That was always something I've known since I was little. So when I saw that I could accomplish that in the business that I'm doing, you know, it just it just went hand in hand with what kind of my goals and my dreams were always as, as a kid, right? So it just worked out. You know, life brings certain opportunities sometimes. And when you seize the opportunities that come into your life and, you know, you actually take advantage of them and do what you're supposed to and it turns into other things. And this is what it turned into for me. You, uh, you talked about creativity, right? You know, yeah. and that's a big part of what you think made you as successful as you've been so far as a creativity, just kind of talk our audience through how you've been creative, what makes you so unique in the real estate world, because it's an incredible story. Yeah. So, I mean, look, the, the issue for me when I first, I guess, started, well, I was an assistant then I was on a team when I branched off on my own. The thing for me was that I was 21 years old. Why would anybody who has a multi-million dollar property, which is what I'm trying to target, why would they use a 21 year old who doesn't even own or has never lived in a multi-million dollar property to sell that? Like, how could somebody with that lack of experience, that lack of life experience and knowledge, how could somebody like, you know, why would they trust me? Why would they do that with me? So I decided that I really had to get creative and think outside the box. Uh, you know, and, and do things that other people weren't doing in order to stand out. 
Uh, and so that's when I really thought the whole started the whole thought process. I mean, initially, I just started doing open houses every single weekend. I would do open houses for other agents in my office, and I did that for years. I did two open houses Saturday and two open houses Sunday, and that was a way that I could get out into the community, learn how to show people, and meet people who actually had the money because nobody my age was buying multi million dollar properties, and nobody that I know, no one in my sphere, really has that kind of money, right? So I had to go out and make those connections. So I did that, laid the groundwork, doing open houses Saturdays and Sundays, four days a week, sacrificed all the weekends while my friends were partying and having fun in college and drinking their life away. I was here every single weekend just grinding it out. Um, and you know, as I started doing that, I was meeting people, and then I was starting to slowly but surely doing videos at the open houses. I would take videos of properties, and I realized that people would really engage with it. And then they would engage even more when I would be silly and do some dances and do some pun or funny jokes and just like being myself. And even like in every video, like if I mess up, like I still post it. Like, you know, I, I was just being authentic and fun and genuine. And people started to catch on to it. People really, you know, started to enjoy that. So I would just do it more and more and more and more and more while continuing to do everything else needed to do in the business. So I was just doing everything. And you know, little by little, you know, as, as I would get away with one thing, I would get a little more edgy every time. So example is I did a video of me dancing. The first time I posted it of me dancing, I was at an open house and I was just like doing a dance, whatever. And somebody posted, uh, commented on there, uh, dude, give it a rest, act more professional and you'll sell more. I promise literally exactly like that. I never forget it. I never forget it. One day I'm going to make a shirt, but dude, give it a rest. I promise you. Um, but uh, he posted that. And then, you know, right after that, the response from like the people that had followed me at the time was like crazy. Everybody was attacking the guy. The guy ended up deleting the comment, like trying to like disappear and make like, like if it was never like a thing, like, and, and after that, I kind of realized I'm like, you know what? There's always going to be people that don't like what I do. And there's going to be people, be people that like what I do. I don't care to attract people who don't like what I do because the people that don't like what I do, they're not, they don't have the same values as me. They're not, the, they're, we're not going to, we're not going to, we were never going to jive anyways, right? Because that's just who I am. So and then the people that do like what I'm doing, those are the people that I need to focus on, on, you know, catering my audience to, because there's, those are the people who would want to work with me, who would want to refer people to me, who would trust me in the process of what my profession is. So that's when I really had that reality check for that. And the, after that happened, I just kept getting edgier and edgier. Like, cause the dancing, I was scared. I would post and I was actually scared of my heart would race. I'm like, Oh my God, what are people going to think? Like I'm too young and I'm doing dance videos at a $5 million house at an open house. And, what are people going to think? What if they don't take me serious? So those things were things that were going on in my head. And, and you know, I, I just, after that, I just kind of came to a realization, like, I can't care what everybody thinks. I just got to do me and things will come. And from there on, I just kept getting edgier and different with my ideas. Uh, my videos, doing music videos, I ended up creating a, a parody of Miami by Will Smith for a, a $17 million that I listed in the midst of the pandemic uh, because the owner wanted like social exposure because everybody was home. So I came up with that song. Then I had like all the Miami channels reposting me. Like I, I jumped in the ocean with my cap and gown when I graduated from college and 
the, all the Miami social channels posted me on that too. Like I, I just kept getting, I just kept being myself, I guess it was more of the story. It's not like, it's not like any of the ideas of creativity that I have in making music and creating like, like different kinds of property tours, uh, you know, just the out of the box thinking has really just been who I am. Like, it's just something that I enjoy. And it's not like I'm going out of my way to like really try and like be fake and make this and whatever. Like, it's just who I am. I've always just liked these things. So I catered my interests in perks, like my personal interests in music and, and dancing and just being funny and goofy. And I've just put it into my business and into my brand, which has helped grow my business even more and more. So I, I got, I got to ask, man, I'm really curious here, you know, for somebody like you, you mentioned, th these are your interests. You like music, you, you yeah. like dancing, you like production. Uh, do you think this is something that anybody could do, even if the, those aren't their interests? Or do you think this is, this has worked for you because this is, this is a really authentic, you know, you? Look, I mean, I'm, I believe like anybody can do anything they put their mind to, right? I'm that kind of believer. But at the same time, you can try it but maybe it's not going to be as authentic or maybe it just, it, you just do it your own way. Like nobody, nobody can do it exactly like me and nobody can do this podcast exactly like you guys. Right. You know, anybody can really do anything. You just got to make it your own way. Anybody can sell real estate. They just got to sell real estate their own way. Anybody can do more, you know, sell mortgages and be a mortgage broker, but they do things their way. They have their ways and systems and way of doing it. We're all different in our own ways. Right. So it's just a matter of, incorporating those those things that make you unique and putting it into your business that's honestly what what i think uh, you know, that's how you stand out and actually brand yourself and you're not just like everybody else uh, you don't want to copy the guy next door because then why would they choose you over the guy next door you know what i mean i don't know if i hit that right there if, if, if the question was is that good yeah man that's a, that's a great response i mean so much of what we talk about right doc is, is one size doesn't fit all yeah you got to be unique in a certain way i mean there's like jonathan was saying we can try to do anything we can right and um actually funny enough having a conversation last night at a networking event about someone trying to get on social media and they just weren't really comfortable being on on screen so like so give it a shot you know film some stuff you don't have to post it you can share it just to your friends but you also don't have to do that, right? You don't have to be the one that goes on the screen. There's other ways you can do it. You can post pictures and do voiceover. There's so many ways that you can figure out what works for you. But give something a try. And if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. Do something else that fits for you and be more authentic. Like Jonathan was saying, it was natural for him. So it was easy for him to keep building off that. Exactly. You know, there's, and I'll sorry to cut you off there, but. It's so funny because like everybody like now is like it's like oh you I gotta post on social I gotta do this I gotta do that you don't you don't have to do any of that like it's just what feels right for you and how you want to build your business. There's an agent I don't know exactly his name it's at the top of my tongue but I can't remember but he's in West Palm Beach and he's like Donald Trump's realtor. He's like all the high end like he sells like hundred million dollar properties. He does the most high end properties and that guy is nowhere to be find found. He doesn't have a website that works. He doesn't have a picture of himself online. And he's a realtor, right? A realtor like has pictures of themselves everywhere usually, right? Realtors should be the easiest person to find. This guy has nothing. He's like so, you know, discreet and so hidden. Like, like who is the guy, right? The mystery man.
but he sells and he sells and he sells the best top like top properties in Florida. And that guy has his niche there, right? He doesn't have to do publicity stunts. He doesn't have to do any of that. His business has been his network and it's just referral at this point. There's different ways to build a business. It doesn't all have to be what everybody's doing now, which is, oh, let's try to do it on social. You know, everybody wants to do socials. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> do you even sell, bro? <laughs> do you even sell, bro? So it, it, it's so true though, man. I, you know, we, we're having this conversation last night with another real estate agent where, you know, just because a system or a process worked for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. And it could have worked for them yesterday. And, and that doesn't mean it's going to work for you today. Right. You're, you're yeah. different people coming from a different place. And that's the, that's the challenge that I think we have as, as coaches with, with coaching to systems and processes, right. There's some fundamentals that are always there, but uh, a lot of times it's about, soft skill development and figuring out where your strengths are and your weaknesses and just kind of working on that stuff and figuring out, Hey, what, what am I most passionate about? And, and how can I, how can I run my business with passion? Because that's what attracts people, excitement, confidence, conviction. That's the stuff that gets people on board. And that's probably why you had so many people that really uh, came to your defense when somebody attacked you online, right? You got trolled online and you had a bunch of people come to your defense and it's because they probably felt like, Hey, this is somebody that's really owning who they are. And what what they're about my favorite thing though out of everything you said man uh you continuously push your limits right you, you you took it one step and then you're like okay that didn't that wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be i'm gonna take another step and then i took another step and then another step and now i'm selling a 17 million dollar unfinished home with a parody of will smith's welcome to miami because i'm that guy and i push those limits and that is freaking awesome yeah I, and, you know, it's something that I, I think back to and I realize, like you just realized there, like, it's like I'm constantly pushing my, I'm, I'm constantly trying to get uncomfortable. Like, like I'm, maybe it's not, a, some, for some people it's a good thing, you know, I guess maybe it's kind of where I'm at now. I'm, I'm never satisfied, right? So I always need to keep pushing or make, doing something to make myself uncomfortable so that I, I'm like, okay, oh, you know what? I did that. Now I can go to like the next thing, right? Like, okay, all right, all right. Now I like, like now I'm starting to do, uh, not only doing property tours, I do property tours on YouTube every single weekend, and I've been doing that consistently for about, let's say, I'd say this this year has been very consistent with that. I probably missed one weekend this year of not doing a tour, nice. um, and so I got that down pat. So now I'm like, you know what, like have to do more because I'm not getting well, I'm getting engagement, but I want to provide more value now. I want to inspire versus just showcasing properties. I want to provide a little bit more to, to people who are watching my videos. So now I'm doing, I literally just last night over here recording a video, I'm doing weekly vlogs and I mean weekly and I'm putting out, now I'm going to be putting out content every single day on Instagram, TikTok, like, and I needed to hire somebody and pay that somebody really good money. But you know what? That is making me uncomfortable. And that discomfort of paying someone so much, I know it has a good result at the end of the day, but like me pushing myself to do these things, to do things that I was always thinking of doing, but never did. Like that's also, that's, that's me getting uncomfortable and like pushing the boundaries too, right? I push the boundaries for myself saying, you know what? I can do that right now. The next, right? Like I got an assistant and getting that assistant took me forever. Like I was so scared to hire somebody. I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to pay so much this, someone this much money? Like, 
I, I've been doing it myself at this point. Like, why can't I just continue? But I realized I had to, I needed that. Whether it was now, maybe I didn't need it now, or, or if it was five years from now, I'm gonna need it. I'm eventually going to need it. So let's take the sacrifice, like the, the, the uncomfortable, let's get uncomfortable right now, get used to that, and then just figure things out as they come. So now I have my assistant full-time, and now I have, I have uh, somebody on my team like that I never thought I was gonna have that so soon. So like, you know, it's just things that have gradually, you just continue to test the limits of what you thought you were capable of doing as, as a person. Because we all have, you know, this is a very powerful thing up here, right? But we just got to gradually, you know, get rid of those, those, those boundaries, those limits. I think what's interesting going back to the, as we said, the guy that was trolling you, I don't necessarily even see it as that. I believe he was probably sincere with that advice um, coming from what he knew. Right. I think this yeah. is where we get stuck is that system he was talking about was the way people did it for so long. So he was probably giving you some good advice that he's like, Oh, this is what someone gave me and it helped me. So just, you know, don't be silly. You can just buckle down and you got this kiddo, um, which is, is sound advice from that world. But as we know, there's more than one way to do things. Of course. There's more than one ways of to, course. to be successful. And sometimes I think we look at it as necessarily that, there's also part of the society day is like if one says something that we don't agree with, we have to attack back until they disappear instead of just having that kind of conversation around it. So I, I like the idea of conversation. I want to make sure that we don't always think someone that says something that isn't really in alignment with what we're thinking is necessarily bad because he probably also had some validity to what he was saying. So we can take these advices from all these people and hear it in different ways and then kind of grow from there. Of course. I, I agree. I agree with you. Doc, but I'm gonna I'm gonna argue a little bit too the forum and the the method and and in all likelihood the intention that was displayed by that right because it was not a DM right this this is something that went public hey you're doing it wrong right and, and he tagged he tagged two of his buddies too yeah that so was, so you know you yeah. you could be right Doc right you yeah. this could be about somebody like hey you you want to be successful like I am in this profession I've been doing it for years do it this way. Uh, but that to me seems like a more of an ego driven. Oh, look at this, look at this scrub or this fool doing something silly. And, and that's never going to work. Um, it's a public call out. So, so maybe you're right, but if you're right, then that person, I don't know how professional they are in the first place, because that's not the appropriate forum to have that sort of conversation. If that's really sincerely what they were trying to do. That's it's just my yeah. gut instinct. You could have sent me a with, DM. I mean, look, I never, yeah. I never, I never took offense to it because I understand everybody has a different perspective, right? Everybody does. And I take all advice that I get. You know, a lot of people tell me, you know, give me advice. And I always, I never, ever brush anybody's advice or things that they say off. I don't, I think, you, I think if you're getting advice from somebody or you're getting feedback from someone, you take it, you absorb it, and you either make the necessary corrections or, you know, you stick to your gut and what you're doing. I mean, it's just, it, it, feedback is always needed, right? Um, and I took that feedback and I understood where he was coming from, but I wanted to stay true to who I was. So I didn't let up and it just fueled me to prove him wrong. Right. Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I guess, you know, we're competitive at nature as, as human beings, some more than others. I'm very competitive. Right. 
So when somebody tells me I can't do something, I want to do that thing even more. That's just that's just who I am. So you know, you know, maybe thanks to that guy, I am what I, what what I am today, right? Thanks to that guy, I was able to see certain things that people, you know, some people like, some people don't, and I'm just gonna keep riding this wave and doing what I'm doing and whatever, whatever happens happens. So maybe that's you know, everything happens for a reason, and and I have no hate towards that towards towards like. I was cool with that comment. It didn't really like, it just caught me like by surprise. But. Well, I think that's what I'm saying too. Some of it, I mean, I didn't see the comment. I have no idea the context. I think my idea is just the bigger, more macro of there is more than one side to people's view on a lot of things. Now he could have been trolling. He could have been, you know, just an asshole. There's plenty of them out there. For sure. uh, but the idea that even how your reaction to it is very unique. Someone else might've read that comment, shriek down, deleted all their music and said, no, I need to go back and do the other thing because this guy said that, or I don't want to get this kind of feedback from him. So it is really different how we handle all these things. You took it as a challenge. Other people might take it as a slight. So we really have to not put too much weight in any of the comments and just realize that sometimes, and it is the, the beautiful thing about text and as someone who works with a lot of couples in my other world, um, don't communicate through text very well because it doesn't delay emotion. It just, you you read it from your own perception all the time. So if you're in a bad mood, it's bad. If you're in a good mood, it's good. Um, so, so always just oh, be careful with man. that. Have you, ever, have you ever texted with somebody that ends every sentence with a period? And you're like, are they angry with me? Like, why are they so upset on text message? Every sentence has a period. And you're like, that's not normal. That's not natural. Stop putting periods on it. <laughs> but here's the beautiful thing about and this is the misconception sometimes. Like sometimes the phone, if you hit space twice, it puts a period automatic. So if someone's just typing a sentence, it's adding periods. But that's where I say about misconception. Trust me, there's a lot of couples I've had to talk off the ledge because of <laughs> a, a slight wording issue <laughs> or a misplaced punctuation. So I get it. I used to, I used periods a lot because I did the double space. Because I know I just went double space. I've always texted very properly though. And people would always tell me, especially when I was younger, because, you know, the younger kids, you know, when I was younger, especially everybody's like WTF and LOL and whatever. And like, I would do that, but I would use periods and stuff. And people would always be like, what is it? Why are you putting so many periods? Why, you why, does periods? This, why doesn't this guy like me? <laughs> <laughs> Such a chip on his shoulder, my, my, man. my girlfriend, when I, when I, when we first uh, even started dating or whatever, and I would text her, she was like, wow, this guy's like super serious. Is he like, why is he so, why does he text so serious? And then, like, in person, he's, like, super, like, but he texts super serious. But it's just, I mean, that's why it's always good to just get on the phone and just, what's up? Call me. What's going on? You know? Have a conversation. Exactly. It's, it's amazing how far that'll go, right? Just just chatting with someone. It's true. It's true. So, so man, ton of success, evolution of social media, putting music and, and dance into the work that you do, going viral over that. I mean, it, it's it's clearly led to a lot of the success and and now kind of looking forward, it's, it's adding more value. So it, it's taking more than just entertainment and adding more value. Uh, where, where do you kind of see this growing from here? What's, what's the end result? What's the end goal you want to achieve with the work you're doing, man, man, the, the goal that now I have in mind is, um, you know, I want to create a business that's fully recession proof and fully anything proof. That's, that's, that's really my goal is, is being able to build something that it's proof to recessions, but also maybe a business that I don't always have to be there. Involved. You know, I am young. 
and I plan on working hard for the next many, many years to come in my life. But, you know, eventually as I get older and I do start having kids and stuff like that, I do want to have systems, people in place that things are kind of just working on their own. Um, that's, that's the ultimate goal. And I want to create a culture. I want to create a community as well. I want to be able to inspire other people. My dream has always been to, you know, speak, go, you know, speak at seminars and like, you know, inspire and uplift people. So you know, that's, that's always been like the dream. So, um, eventually you know, what I want this to be is, you know, that the success that I have for real estate, I'm able to show other people how to achieve that and help other people achieve that as well. Whether it's by bringing people on the team or, you know, even through social, you know, I want to just be able to help and inspire other people. That's, that's, that's always been my goal. Um, you know, try to be a little more selfless with that respect. And, you know, I, I, my, my way of thinking is that I really do have to be successful with my business. And through the success of my business, then I'll be able to help others. Uh, focusing on myself, and I think it's true to anybody. You know, if you want to help other people, you got to help yourself first. You got to really go down deep, figure yourself out, and then when you figure yourself out, your confidence and the things that you have in your life and whatever, like everything going on, that'll just inspire other people, right? So you got to really find that from within. So you know, uh, it's it's a lot of focusing on the business, building that. And so eventually that, uh, you know, I could build like some sort of community. That's, that's, that's the goal. Uh, you know, I want to have a really a big brand, you know, known throughout and real anyone, anybody thinks of real estate, they think of, of, of me as well. That that's, that's another thing, but more the, more the inspiration is the important thing for me is, you know, helping other people. It's exciting, man. And, uh, I'm hoping that we're going to be, one of the first great platforms you have to start doing just that, because I think your story is pretty inspirational, right? Just the idea, Hey, I started young. I got going. I pushed my limits. I pushed my comfort zone. I did it personally. I did it within my business too. It wasn't just decisions about myself. It was decisions about my business. And then I saw success and now I want to build on it and grow on it and do more and provide that for others to join me and, and build out the culture and community. It's a, uh, it's a great vision, man. It's really exciting. So I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, man. There's nothing more inspiring than like, you know, being like in a room with other people that are inspiring and motivating you too, right? And just being able to build like a culture like that, or not only a culture, but a community, right? A community of people who inspire each other, who push each other, because the mental is such a strong thing, right? We all as human beings, we have our ups and our downs. Some days we feel great, you know, and some days we don't. Some weeks are amazing, and then the next week could be awful. Like last week, was a great week for me. Close, I had like multiple closings and everything. And then this week, I lost one of my biggest deals this year, canceled right this past Monday. And it hurts and things like that hurt, but they happen. It's the whole cycle. You just gotta dust off, you know, keep moving forward. And, and you know, having, having people, the right people around, right? They help during the times that may be tougher than the other ones, right? So it's always good to have a community of people. I feel like people, people are so important, like just having good people around. Speaking of community, what would be a good way for our community to get in touch with you? <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, basically everything. It's my handle's Jonathan M Vega. Um, and that way you can see, you know, like I mentioned, we're going to be doing, I'm going to be posting every day, well, five days a week at least um, on these social platforms. And then on YouTube, we're doing two, two videos per week, a property tour, and then a vlog every Wednesday. So, 
Um, you know, make sure you go and follow me on YouTube as well. You can just type in my name, Jonathan Vega. As for the uh, music, that'll be on Spotify and all platforms, and I'll post on it on YouTube as well. Have a couple of new songs that are coming up. Uh, we're working on one for Brickle right now, and then we have Coral Gables, and then we're going to do Coconut Grove. We're going to do music about every single area in Miami. So you can follow me on social where I put all the everything that you need to know. And then if you need to search for a house, you just go to my website, thevegaway.com. That's it. And of course, all that stuff will be in our show notes. Yep. That's it. Love it. Love it. Thank well, Jonathan, guys. thanks for joining us in the lab, man. Loved having you, dude. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, I got to go. Bye. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> told me. <laughs> See you later. Peace. <laughs> So, so we may or may not have had in the past people who have just like at the very end of our episode before we're even done, they're, like, they're gone, right? They, they just roll. I don't know what happened. You know, they were, re they really needed to go to the bathroom during the episode. <laughs> JB has that effect on people. All right. You know, just slow it down, doc. You know, yeah, I mean, the whole episode. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me again. It was awesome to have, you know, to be on this, on this show here. I can't wait to see it. And, um, yeah, I'll do another one in the future. We'll see absolutely, you soon. Absolutely, sure. brother. All right, Dre. I absolutely loved chatting with Jonathan Vega here. A lot, a lot of great insight from Jonathan. A few things I took away that I wanted to kind of take a closer look at when it's just you and I, and hear some of your thoughts around. Uh, number one being creativity in business and and finding something that you're passionate about. You know, just from from your perspective as a psychologist, how, how important is it to have the passion, the creativity in the business? I think there's a mixed bag with that. Um, I think it's very important for the idea of having energy and wanting to keep up with the work, right? Like doing something you enjoy is, is good for your passion. Find your passion, they say, right? So I think there is an added value of enjoying and being passionate about the things you're doing, but I don't think that is a prerequisite as much as a lot of people like to say. Um, a lot of people do really well in businesses that they're not passionate about. They just happen to be really good at. Um, so it, it's really unique, again, for the individual, as we always go back to say the one size doesn't fit all, and like we were talking about with the comments too, there isn't a right answer to that. It's really about yourself and what you're good with. So are you? can you be very productive without having that extreme passion about it. And maybe you do your passion projects outside of your work and you do it in a different world. Um, I know a lot of people that are very creative like that where they have their passion, but it has nothing to do with work, but they're just really, really good at what they do professionally. Uh, and some really need that driven passion to get up every day to do it, especially as an entrepreneur, you have to self-drive. So it's slightly a little bit different, uh, but you know, my answer is always going to be depends. And I think that's important here because it isn't, there isn't a one way. So if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, I'm not passionate about it, but I'm good at it. Okay. If you hear that you're very passionate about something and you're learning more and that drives you, then okay. It really is about what you're feeling for yourself. And that's where I go back to like finding practice and what works for you. And I had a conversation with somebody about that just, just last night where I mentioned, you know, you need passion in your life. And a lot of the work we do with people is to help them find passion, but it doesn't have to be in your business. Right. Just because you are in business doesn't mean that means it, your passion needs to be there. There's plenty of people who have tried to take passions and turn it into business and they've lost their passion. And there's plenty of people that have tried to turn their business into passion and they've lost their business. 
doesn't always have to be the two of those things together. Uh, passion can be outside of the business. So, so I appreciate that because it, it really is an interesting perspective. One of the things Jonathan mentioned, he had he had that person kind of try to shut him down a little bit online. You know, maybe maybe they didn't want him to stop making an effort to be a professional. They 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 didn't believe that the approach he was taking was the right approach. So they they made a comment about it, and he he chose to respond to that in a certain way, and he called it as a challenge. From from where I sit, what a great response because look at the success he's had because he took that on as a challenge. And what I'm curious from your perspective is, is this an instance where that response is a better response than some others? What do you think about that? It was definitely a better response for him, right? So it worked really well for him. It was something that he used as motivation to fire him up to keep going. I wonder, because he said he he read that comment and took it to, to heart a little bit. Then he said his community came to his defense and rallied around him to keep doing that. So I wonder without that community saying that motivation behind it, would he have taken and run with it? Or would he have done like what we talked about with others where they might look at that and be like, oh, I have to change. Um, so again, there's probably more at play than one thing that we're thinking. I think it is great that he did take it for motivation. Um, if that guy was strictly being a troll, you know, the message also I like to give to people is, Think about the energy it takes someone to write a negative comment and what they have to be going through. So don't ever take that stuff personal. And that's how you can look at it. My initial way to look at it was, oh, maybe he was actually trying to give good advice. He also could have been trying to troll. Uh, and more than one thing is generally true in a lot of these things. Um, so just taking it you know, personally, see how you can. I wouldn't say let any one person be your motivation or your detriment of doing something. So you shouldn't look at one singular comment and say, I'm going to do it because of that, or I'm not going to do it because of that. It should just be one little message that you, you have along the way. Yeah. Well, one safe takeaway is his response worked for him it did. to your point, right? Which is exactly what you said. And I don't think we can dismiss the effect of support from his community. And it, we're, we're on our, an island a lot of times as entrepreneurs and professionals. And so to have some people really support you, uh, you think it's a it's an easy ask to have support from people, but it, it's a lot more rare than than it's common. You know, we just don't see it as much as you'd expect. And even the littlest ask can be a lot for people. So to to get that support, I have no doubt helped. Whether or not he would have continued down that path, you know, who knows? But it. Mm, must have helped. It couldn't hurt. Uh, so it's just very interesting. But you know, we 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 recently had a, a blog and a podcast about managing behavior. And a lot of managing behavior is managing how we respond to external stimuli. And that this was a great story about he was how he responded and how that propelled him to where he is today. So just really enjoyed that. Uh Doc, thanks, man. I, I think it's very helpful to hear your perspective from that side of things. Again, if you're still joining with us, uh, you're still listening or watching, thank you so much for joining with us. Uh, if you haven't liked, subscribed, and followed yet, please go ahead. As you can see on the screen here, if you're watching YouTube, we have Evolve Networking coming up. We try to do that every month. Depending on the release of this podcast, October 27th is the next date we're doing something with Evolve Networking. So if you're local to Southeast Florida, do not miss it. All these details are in the show notes. 
And with that, I'll let the doc talk a little bit about something else we've got going on. And check out our stuff. We have a couple of free gifts to give away. We have a seven minute masterclass to RIP your time. And we also have a six methods to make sure your business doesn't fail. Just click those things below. You can always check us out on our website and get a lot more information at jvandthedoctor.com. Right on. So we have a seven minute masterclass to RIP your time. RIP method to two extra. <laughs> I was saving time by saying it quickly. You just ruined the whole thing. All right, man. All right. Whatever you got to say, whatever you got to say, but thank you all for joining us. As always, we appreciate you. We could not do this without our audience, our listeners and our viewers. So thank you so much. Uh, and with that, I'm JB. I'm out. Peace out, you.